0: Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. I am your host, Luke Miller, and it is my great pleasure today to introduce uh, a great guest, uh, Chris Plateau, and we had a great discussion. I know you're going to benefit from it a lot. Hey, this this podcast, Tile Money, is strengthening the tile industry one conversation at a time. We are strengthening the tile installation industry, the tile contractor, the small business owner, by our weekly discussions and interviews every single Tuesday with uh, small contractor business owners and other business experts in in and outside of the industry. We are bringing uh, awareness to the fact that tile business, uh, building a tile business is so much more than just putting the tiles on the wall or on the floor or on the backsplash. And today's uh, discussion with Chris really highlights this well. Chris has a smaller business uh, but it is growing and he is investing money in areas where you might be surprised to learn and he is thinking outside of the box. Chris is in the mastermind and he has been practicing the things we are talking about and putting it into action. I know you're really gonna enjoy when he talks about his values and his mission and his relationship building with clients direct to consumer as well, well as builders. Chris is a third generation installer in the trades um in the flooring trades and so he comes with a lot of a lot of uh background and a lot of value delivered in this uh just under an hour podcast i know you're gonna love it hey this podcast is sponsored by happytileguy.com happytileguy.com is where you can get your tile contractors uh, contractor websites built for you. It's a, uh, it's a white glove service. We only need some photos and some description about your company. We have pre-written blogs. We have uh, the search engine optimization handled on the back end to help you get to uh, up. When people search tile contractor near me, uh, they will find you uh, easier and easier with having a, a, a search engine optimized website through happytileguy.com. And uh, so if you are in need of a website to differentiate your business and be found online, go to HappyTileGuy.com. All right. Enjoy today's interview with Chris. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's, it's been fun getting to know you over the past several months inside the mastermind and, and, and Texas we met there. Um, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Can you introduce yourself where you're at and what your company looks like today?
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Chris Plato. I'm in, uh, greater Houston area, North of Houston. Um, uh, <coughs> And right now, my company is uh, just me and two other people. I've got a uh, administrative assistant and a lead installer, and then we've got a, uh, a helper who's just kind of subbing out for us right now, uh, who will probably eventually be an employee as well. Okay,
0: nice. So a small growing company. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like you've done something, you know, one of the most exciting things uh, I think about that that last sentence, those couple sentences was, you know, you hired an administrative assistant, instead of, you know, doubling down on an installer or a helper apprentice. Um, Can you tell me, I'd love to get into that a little bit um, on, you know, kind of why you hired this assistant and what they do for you and kind of what their day to day looks like and how that's helping you grow your business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely kind of counterintuitive and, and not the norm with tile companies. Um, but I have just been thinking about how useful that that would be to have someone take care of, you know, all the kind of backend stuff. Um, I, I feel like I have such a terrible memory, but I'm pretty sure it's just I'm doing too many things at once. Uh, I, I heard that you can only remember like four to five things at a time, which makes sense. Um, but I've just, I've been overloaded for so long. And, and I just thought, you know, having a personal assistant or administrative assistant, or, you know, just somebody who can do the office work would help a lot. And uh, actually one of my best friend's uh, wives has been doing it for a plumbing and HVAC company for seven years. And uh, their, her relationship with the owner was kind of a little rocky and uh, sounds like he was kind of starting to have some some issues uh, running the business and she was considering leaving. So I told my buddy and I was like, man, you know, I wish I was a little further along because uh, I'd love to hire her and have her be, you know, the assistant for me, for my company. And um, I just kept talking about it to my fiance and, you know, my friends and my mom and, and him and then me and her discussed it and... I I was just getting more and more bought into the idea of hiring her, even though we were small at, at that time, it was literally just me and another installer. And we'd occasionally like hire day laborers if we really needed like extra help doing demo or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically it just kind of, I, I, my hand was kind of forced where I had to make a decision one way or the other. She ended up uh, putting in her two weeks at her, her old job, And she was kind of like, you know, if you're going to hire me, you need to let me know now because I need to find a job. And so I was talking to my my fiance and she told me something that's kind of it's it's just kind of stayed in my head. And now I I use it to make a lot of decisions. Uh, But she said uh, she she said, looking back, you think you'll regret doing it or not doing it? She was like, if it fails, you know, if you hire her and it doesn't work out and you you wasted a bunch of money and time, do like, you think you'd regret that more than just never trying and never knowing? And I was like, damn, yeah, I, th- I think I'd probably regret that more if I just never tried it. So I went ahead and hired her on and she's actually full time. I know a lot of uh, a lot of people will hire administrative assistants as like a part time thing, um, but she's on full time and, and she's on salary and, uh, it's funny because I think about it now. It's like I kept telling myself, like, I wish I was a little further along so I'd be able to do this. But knowing what I know now, like I, I could have done this at any point because she really is very profitable. Uh, being able to immediately answer people, get invoices out way quicker um, and then just be way more organized. And I think the main thing is is the speed that we have now, uh, how quickly we respond to people, how quickly we follow up. Um, We've been getting way more reviews. We've been landing more jobs um, and higher ticket jobs too. And she's, I'm able to do the work. And so things are getting done at a reasonable time instead of my timeline getting stretched out. If, you know, I end up having a two hour call that just randomly comes up. Um, And so, yeah, there's just so many reasons why she's been profitable, but not only that, she's like, such a relief to just have somebody to kind of carry the weight of the business, you know, because when you're a small business, you wear all the hats, you know, you have to do everything. And now having uh, my installer who we can talk about as well, um, but he's got more experience than I do. Um, And then having her like, you know, I can actually focus on uh, working on the business instead of always in the business.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love that. You know, it sounds like your fiance um, gave you some some great advice there. Will you regret it in the future? Um, And and that really helped you to make that decision. That's that's solid advice. It's just you Mm -hmm. know trying to imagine. Hey, what's what's the worst that could really happen? Well, it doesn't work out. Um, Maybe we lose a little investment. But which which path are you going to regret more? Right, the fact either not trying. Or trying and maybe failing, but it sounds like, and, and this has only been what three months? We're talking that you've had, yeah. And, yeah, and and so, I've
1: I've definitely noticed the benefit, and you know, within a month, yeah. and, and you know, to your point, I'm 31. I could make mistakes. I could lose every bit of money that I have now, and I'll be just fine. That's right. That's <laughs> I got right. plenty of time.
0: That's right. That's a great attitude. And it's it's so true. It's so true. Even at thirty-nine, I, I still, you know, embody that attitude because as entrepreneurs, mm. as business owners, that's what we have to embody, right? I mean, that's what the yeah. greatest entrepreneurs have told us. Hey, you fail forward, you know, and don't be don't be afraid to learn and adapt new things. And when we started talking about it, you said, you know, it might seem counterintuitive, and it really does for the blue collar, you know, business owner this idea of having the second, or maybe even the first in some cases, but for you it was the second or third employee mm-hmm. as an administrative assistant on the books, not installing tile. So she's not doing the things that in our minds, we directly correlate with making money. Hey, we're gonna install one tile, we get you know X amount of dollars. And, yep. and so it's really encouraging to me and I'm really glad to be highlighting this and spending a little bit more time on this to really, hopefully, impact this and uh, help some other contractors, some other tylers think about this slightly different now, how much would you say your your business I mean, if you could just put a percentage of time, like how much time has this saved you? How much better do you feel? I mean you know is it like, man, it is just a hundred percent better, or is there any sort of numbers or stats you can give us
1: um. I mean it would all be kind of speculation and you know anecdotal sure. but yeah I mean I'd say I I feel like I have twice as much time um I feel so much better that you know there's been I talked about it in the mastermind there's been so many times where like I'm should be with the family And I'm having to like finish this invoice because I told him I'd have it to him yesterday and it's late Um, or, you know, we're we're driving to go do something with the family. And I'm asking my fiance to drive so that I can work on this estimate while we're going, you know, so I don't feel so guilty about like taking time out later. Um, But still, I mean, just sitting in a car like that's family time. And so it's really bothered me how I've pretty much had to be that way um, just because. I and when it comes to the installs, I have pretty much shouldered the burden of all that work myself. And, you know, I, I delegate a little bit here and there, which, you know, I'm having a whole lot of shifts in my thinking as far as business goes. But, you know, at that point, I'm basically the main guy doing the work that, you know, we think of that pays us. Um, and so, you know, I'm not taking I'm not feeling comfortable taking time out of the work day to like do this you know, office work, write out estimates, um, whatever I might need to do. So, yeah, having her, uh, you know, it it feels like I have twice as much time. um, And it definitely feels better because when I'm home at the end of the day, when everybody's home, you know, I can just shut off that part of me. Um, And so, yeah, that. and, and you mentioned something about how, like, typically we think of, you know i set this tile and i've made this much money uh and and that's one thing i've had a lot of shifts in thinking about business um because that's how it it always is with like construction is like um, i'll do this much for you you pay me this much it's just like an even trade real basic um but there's really so much more to it like even though she's not actually set in tile she is profitable and it's kind of it's, it's strange to think about because for my whole life, my whole career, I've kind of thought about it as like, basically like a barter system, you know, services for money. Uh, But it really is like, it's, it's a little more complex than that, I feel like, and I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. But, you know, taking this leap and, and doing this that just felt uncomfortable to begin with has definitely taught me a ton of just kind of intangible stuff like the the way i feel and think about business is definitely shifting i can i can sense that yeah
0: yeah so some of those intangibles i mean you already mentioned them are having her available to communicate more clearly more quickly you know Mm -hmm. respond to clients respond to prospects and kind of just keep everything organized and the day-to-day stuff is is getting done every day um Mm -hmm. and you see the ROI, you see your return on your investment right away from both time and it sounds like money. It sounds like you're not you're not spending more money that's not coming back to you. Is that correct? In other words, you're seeing you you, you said twice she's profitable. So you're seeing a, a return on that investment in both the way you feel about your business, the way it functions, and then literally more money on the on the bottom line. Is that am, am I correct? Yeah. Or? Yeah.
1: Actually since I've hired her and um actually like right after she was hired on my lead installer that was with me then uh had left and now i've got a, a new lead installer for about two and a half months or so um and so like i i can definitely tell that they're both profitable and even though this new lead installer is paid more than i paid the other guy she's getting paid you know more than mm-hmm. i've ever paid anyone who doesn't install a tile or do grout um our numbers are going up our revenue our uh our numbers in the bank you know everything is still going up and uh and we haven't even really started like utilizing all the potential of having these two people on the team now like once sure. we actually get to a point where um my plan for right now is me kind of do what i've done you know i'll take on my own jobs uh I'm going to start working for uh, 10 hour days a week and then just having one day doing office work because that's still super useful to have me do a little bit here and there and then have our lead installer. Like I said, he's got more experience than me. He's, he's like a, a, almost does things the exact same way. He's like having a twin, nice. which is like ideal. That's like what all of us business owners want is somebody yeah. who is as good or better than us who can kind of take on part of the business. And so once he starts doing his own thing, uh, i am just, I'm so excited for this next year and where things are going to go.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been wild and fun to watch and encouraging to watch your business grow. Even since you, you know, we opened up the mastermind three, four months ago and you've went through a lot of changes. I mean, new installer, um, you know, you hired this new help office assistant and, um, how tell us how you found this unicorn i mean somebody and 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 what kind of mindset did you go into it because it's it's funny chris because i had the same mindset when i hired my first employee and i went through several within you know six months and then once i found the guy i was looking for he was better than me he was older than me he had uh just as much experience in the industry than i have life he was he started the year i was born and he had all these amazing qualities, right? And my mindset was, I wanted to scale, so I knew that, you know, the and and I I wanted to find somebody that had all those qualities that I could trust to run their own um, their own job site, and I would run mine, and then we'd continue to grow from there. Tell me about your mindset. Was it is it similar? I mean, it sounds like it's similar, right? You're you're wanting to scale yeah. as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny because I do compare my kind of understanding of what your business was to my business a lot, because the guy is about 10 years older than me. He's got more years in the trade than I do. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just trying to scale. It's, it's, it's kind of a conundrum trying to scale a tile installation business while maintaining the quality. Like it's, it's simple enough to scale any business, but you know, and I could have scaled this tile business long time ago and just had, you know, subpar installers doing multiple jobs and just focus on getting as many jobs as possible and you know underbidding competition like that's that's one way to do it but that's not the way i want to do it um and so yeah it's 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 tricky to kind of figure out how to scale a tile business um i've been trying to compare it to like a cabinet business um because that they're kind of similar in that like form and function are just as important as each other. Yeah. And uh, that, that's something I've just started thinking of in the last week or so that I'm, I'm trying to kind of wrap my brain around and, and use as a comparison to a tile business. And I think I'm going to probably figure out some some interesting points with that thinking. But one of the big things um, as far as my mindset goes is I've had to really learn to just let go of the wheel. Um, And I could tell that with this installer, you know, he knows he's capable. Um, He knows that I trust him, but it's just like old habits are hard to break. And like trying to like, you know, micromanage everything and and then kind of help halfway, but also like not. So there's been a couple of jobs when he first started where um, I'm trying to let him kind of take the reins. But then I'll still come in when like I go drop off some tile and then I come in and I, I probably just like a tornado for 30 minutes and, you know, messing up everything that he's got planned. And uh, and I've kind of had to step back and be like, OK, he can do this. You know, I I'm just wasting my own time, spinning my own wheels and uh, just, you know, confusing the whole process by kind of halfway in and halfway out. So that's a big mindset shift that I've had to take on is like, just let him do his thing. He knows how to deal with the customers. He knows how to communicate. Well, um, if there's any issues, he'll let me know, but if not, he'll do the work the way it's supposed to be done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a word of caution for the audience too. Um, what can help the process is, is, you know, clear communication written and when when appropriate and whenever possible, drawings of, um, any sort of unique layouts or, you know, anything like that, especially the, the more high end, the more designers, you know, that you have involved and things like that, you know, um, because I, what I found was it's funny because mm-hmm. I, I experienced similar things, right. I, it, it, dawned on me early on that me being on the job site every day was a waste of my time and the installer's time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and what the preference would be would be just laying him out with clear direction and then you know maybe checking on it uh at some point you get comfortable checking on it once a week um or less you know it, it just depends on the project and the situation but it's a good point there to you know kind of let to hire well and i want to talk about how you hired well how you attracted him Um, To hire well and and then let your people, you know, once you trust them, let them do their job, you know, and and that's what you're doing with all your employees, I imagine. And then, of course, the the other way to scale would be to, you know, hire apprentices and teach them your way. And then Mm -hmm. hopefully in five years, they're an installer um, and, you know, starting to really earn you, you know, money on the return on your investment for teaching them this apprenticeship. But... So tell me, tell me what your plan was to attract him and then how you're going to keep somebody like this on the team.
1: Sure. Um, So there's actually a few, few things you said there that um, I'd like to maybe get to. But uh, but one was kind of giving him clarity. uh, That's actually kind of our priority right now is coming up with like a spreadsheet that I'll fill out after I do the estimate. And then I'm also doing SketchUp drawings and then also taking pictures and nice. putting notes in, in our software and everything. And so that's been a huge, huge thing. Um, and then also one of his goals is to, and, and this kind of, uh, to your point about how, how will I keep him on? I, I think giving him appreciation and giving him goals and kind of giving him his own wing, just, you know, eventually you just run operations. I I think that will make him feel empowered in a sense of, uh, not only purpose, but like ownership, you know? Um, so that's kind of my plan, but his goal right now is to just work up a training system and we're utilizing the NTCAs, you know, educational, uh, section of their website. And then also just, you know kind of coming up with processes and and like training manual i guess you could say for for him and we're gonna basically just try to get him to hire an apprentice um, or hire an apprentice for him and then get him to use his training system and kind of work it as he trains this person and then eventually if he could just run operations do the estimates uh you know check on the jobs give the installers clarity do training stuff like that then Then that would be ideal. Um, But the way we attracted him, really, we just put out a Indeed posting. He just moved to Texas um, and he had a business for a couple of years. I don't know if he had a business longer than that, but I know for like the last two or three years, he's had his own business. And I know that he he's worked quite a few years for somebody else um, and just kind of was their apprentice and then got trained up and then was eventually doing his own jobs. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just moved to Texas. He, you know, obviously doesn't know anybody here. I don't, I think he doesn't want to deal with the kind of startup pains of starting his own business again. Um, and he just kind of wants the, the comfort of just doing the work. He likes doing the work, I think a lot more than he likes, you know, running a business. Um, but he, he answered our, our posting on indeed. And then I just talked to him for about 30 minutes and and I think we both kind of felt like we're kind of the same type of installer. You know, we we like to do things by the book. We like to, to build relationships with our customers. We like to um, be considerate. And, like, you know, th- th- there's, I've grown up doing commercial work. When it, whenever I was, you know, 16, 15 on the summers, we'd do commercial work. And then for the first few years of my adulthood, we did that. And so I definitely saw the other end of that where it's just like, the roughnecks who are just, you know, there to, to make a quick wage and then go to the bar in the evenings. And, you know, that that's not how either of us are. Um, And then by the end of it, I asked him, you know, I was like, basically just asked him, um, you know, how much he needs to get paid. Like, I was like, you know, let's say you don't get a raise for six months. um, You know, what do you need to get paid? And he gave me a number and he was like, I could even do this. And he he gave me a, a lower number. And then I called him back later that day, the next day, and I offered him the higher number. Um because I just I felt like he was he was the right fit. Like he yeah. he's he's one of the keys to this business growing. Um and I plan to give him a raise um once we hit ninety days and we, we're gonna kinda do like a ninety day review. Yeah. Um and I'm gonna, you know, give him a couple bucks extra. When that day comes uh but i think the main thing to keeping him on is just giving him his space and giving him what he needs and giving him a sense of ownership and uh purpose and and yeah i mean i am hoping that's that's enough you know
0: it, you know what it, it as funny as it is it is enough um i i believe it is enough you know for for most situations because Humans all desire the same thing, you know? And what I'm hearing is respect, you know? I'm hearing that you respect this man and the talents that he's bringing to your company. And I think that's, I, I think that's evident by the fact that, you know, he gave, he gave you an out, he gave you a way to, to make more money off of him, mm-hmm. you know? And you said, you know what, we're, we're there. As long as, as long as you hold up your end, you know, I'll pay you what you need. Because the last thing you wanna do is hire somebody and have them a little bit uncomfortable you know, have them a little bit, man, I wish I would have gotten what I wanted. They're always going to be looking for that next job, that next opportunity. So if you come out of the gate and and are like, you know, here's what we're going to do. I I think, you know, and there's always, you know, there's always a potential that, you know, he moves on or something, but I think the potential Mm -hmm. is much greater for, for this man who's, who's older than you, you know, he has experience, he's he's kind of gotten to a point and this is the funny thing about the trades in tile that I've noticed. And it was the same with the, with the man I hired, you know, he, he was a licensed contractor in California for, I think 20 years, you know, but he got to the point in his career where he decided he didn't want to own a business. He just wanted to show up and put in his 40 and, and go home and enjoy his life, you know? And, and that's the way a lot of people will get, um, after a point, you know? And so if you can give them the respect they need and, and deserve, the respect they deserve, um, I think that's great. And I love your plan for working with him to implement this uh, apprenticeship program. And I love the fact that he's excited about this and he's on board and he's helping you build mm-hmm. this apprenticeship program. <laughs> and you're utilizing the NTCA apprenticeship program. Tell me a little bit about that and then a little bit about anything else you're doing to develop apprentices.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we heard you talking about the apprenticeship program and I'd seen a little bit of it on their website. Uh, so we started looking into it. Um, we spoke to the department of labor, I believe, and they almost like without recommending it almost recommended us just to have our own program instead of doing it through them. Cause it's so complex. Um, So we're still trying to kind of figure out if that's what we want to do or if we do want to actually register our program through the the Department of Labor. But um, either way, we do want to have some sort of program to, you know, build up apprentices and to train them the way that we want them to be trained. And I mean, you know, even if like you said, even if we have them for five years and, you know, hopefully we can obviously we want to keep people for. Their entire career if possible um, but even if we just have someone for five years but they're trained up the right way and they follow tcna standards and they make the industry look good i would be happy with it you know there's so many especially in houston it is so unregulated it's insane you don't have to be licensed you i don't think you have to be insured um you don't have to have any kind of certifications nothing it's yeah. like literally nothing you just say you do tile and then you can do it and we get some some very, very bad hack jobs down here. It's crazy. Nice. Some of the stuff I see, um, actually my kid's shower was, was growing, uh, mushrooms out of it. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's just, it, and it, it didn't even shock me that much just cause right. I see so much bad work down here. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're kind of just planning on making our own system. Um, I think, you know, day one we'll use the, uh, the new hire course on NTCA, and then we'll just have them kind of uh, work with us. And we're gonna kind of figure out a good amount of time per week, per month, whatever, that they uh, do the online training. And um, and then also we're just gonna kind of have our own written system that they can reference and then that, you know, we can follow. Um, because the goal is not only to be able to train apprentices, but to eventually have them be able to train apprentices the exact same way that they were trained, you know? Um, so the one thing that I've definitely learned recently is the importance of systems. And, uh, and we've talked about that in the Mastermind. And, and uh, the more I read about business, the more it makes sense that if we actually want to scale, uh, we need to have systems. We need to have things be consistent across the board Um, so we're just kind of trying to take it, you know, three months at a time and, and figure out exactly what they need to learn in that three months. And then we'll hopefully just stay ahead of our first apprentice. That's, that's, you know, the minimum, as long as we can stay three months ahead of whoever we're working with and training, then, then I think we'll be good.
0: That's awesome. So you're, you're building this in real time based on real data based on real actions, you know, and Mm -hmm. and you're, you're documenting this and you're utilizing tools that you have available to you as an NTCA member and you're looking into other tools. Um, that's awesome, man. You just outline a perfect, you know, start to a great apprenticeship program that can evolve over, you know, over decades with your company, you know, and, and it's, it's not about version one. It's about version 5.0, 5.0, you know, in, yeah. in five years, ten years time, um, that's really. But it has to start with version 1.0, and it's it's gonna look, you know, it's gonna look as good as it can at first, and and then you improve and improve and improve. That's really exciting. I wanted to talk to you. You mentioned your uh, multi-generation, third-generation installer. Um, can you tell us some stories about growing up in an installer family and? and what that was like and how that kind of shaped and did you at what point did you know that this was what you wanted to do yeah
1: um so yeah my dad he's done tile his whole life he's like the tile guy amongst everyone we know um and then my uncles it's all my dad's side of the family my uncles uh he has two brothers one of them did mainly carpet one of them did mainly wood and wood byproducts like laminate um, and then my grandpa i think he's done a little of everything but he pretty much just does carpet at this point. Um, and yeah, just, uh, growing up in, in the industry, pretty much, you know, when I was seven years old, I was on my first job and carrying buckets and just sore as could be the next day. Um, and you know, summer jobs, I'd go work with my dad. And I think I mentioned, you know, when I was like 15, 16, I was doing commercial work in the summers and, uh, and yeah, just, uh, I, don't know, I learned a, a work ethic early on. Um, my brother, he's three years older than me. He he started, I think, full time when he was like 16 or 17. He, he didn't finish high school and just started working with my dad. And uh, and so I would see him. He he was working as hard as he, a human could just to impress my dad. And then I was seeing him like that. So I'd work as hard as I could to impress him. Yeah. And uh, And we just kind of naturally learned that. Plus... The fact that we were doing hotels, doing commercial work and like you could see those sheet rockers coming up behind you, like you you had to work quick and hard. Um, So, yeah, I just I kind of learned a good work ethic. My uh, my dad was always all about doing things the right way. Uh, You know, we there's one time we had to tear out an entire shower at the end of the day while the mud was still wet because I don't even remember it was something small, but I would have done the same thing. Um, at this point maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, not only did I learn work ethic, but I learned, you know, do things the right way and, and build things to last.
0: Nice. Nice. I like that a lot. Thank you for sharing, sharing some of your, your stories there. Um, what, so now you're, you're not really, what, what do you specialize in commercial or, or, mainly residential? Um, what direction are you taking your company? um
1: so mainly we do we specialize in showers um just because that's what i love doing uh if if we get a job it's like 1500 square feet of floor i kind of dread it you know it's it's hard on my body and i'm just kind of sick of doing that and and we do things by the book as much as we can so you know back when we were doing commercial they almost didn't want you to do it by the book they'd prefer it be done quick and so The way I learned floors, I was pretty quick, you know, but, uh, learning more and more about the TCNA standards, I've realized like, I've got to slow down if I want to do things the right way and actually, you know, do the push pull method and, and do directional troweling and, and stay clean. And, um, so I really prefer to work on more detailed stuff, fireplaces, backsplash showers. And so does, uh, Ben, my lead installer, Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what we're focused on uh i am considering maybe dipping my toes in a little bit of commercial work now that i have been to kind of keep the business going uh you know at the home front doing the custom work uh but i'm still a little little wary about that
0: so you're more in on on residential high-end yeah
1: materials. yeah mostly direct to homeowner um we do have uh, a couple builders that we work with uh one of them really appreciates us even though we're more expensive than what a normal builder would pay um, and he, he's said before basically you can kind of cheap out on a lot of trades but pay the tile guy whatever the tile guy wants uh, mm-hmm. and you know basically just go with the high-end tile guy because that's going to make a huge difference especially when you're doing kitchens and bathrooms and stuff like that um, and then you know we work with a few designers as well uh, we're we also do stone restoration. So mm-hmm. I worked for, uh, I think almost a year is like 10 months or something. I worked for a company that did stone restoration. So like, if there's, you know, countertops that got dull, they need to get polished, uh, refinished, uh, crack and chip repair, stuff like that. Uh, or even floors, marble floors. We do a lot of polishing on, on marble floors. Uh, that's just something that I, Personally, really enjoy doing. So I went to a couple of schools to learn a little bit more about that, and and so that's kind of like a side thing we do. Or primarily, we do you know the custom tile work, and uh, not too long ago we started doing uh, full bathroom remodels, which I I really like personally. I, I like being able to run the show and have everything organized, and I think the customers benefit from having a general contractor who specializes in tile because especially bathrooms, it seems like it's like 70% tile, you know, like that seems like the most important thing when it comes to a bathroom remodel. Um, so I think, you know, it's been fun doing that. I've enjoyed it. Uh, and I think our clients benefit from it as well because they get us to do the tile work, which a lot of general contractors don't like using us because you know, we're more high end. Um, and then they also get their full bathroom remodel. Um, what else was I gonna say? There was something else. Yeah, I can't think of it now. But that's good. kind of the direction we're going in.
0: So you, fu- so what is what is the difference? Can you, let's dive into this another unicorn you found? You know, a, a builder, a general contractor who values a tile guy and says, "Hey, tile is actually one of the most important things that I should be spending a little bit more of." It's it's something that I can. Justify spending a, a good mm-hmm. deal of money on because I've seen failures, I've seen what happens, and this is, uh, you know, and, and I've worked with contractors like this as well, builders like this, but they are fewer, they do seem to be fewer and farther between. Um, what do you think the difference is, and how can we kind of pull out some knowledge to share of your relationship with this builder? I mean, is it education? Is it, you know, what are you, what did it? Doesn't sound like you really had to convince him but maybe we can learn lessons for future builders. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you, he, his finished product is like the most high end. Um, it's up there with the the high end interior designers we work with. Um, but I, I think he probably, and he's young too. He's, you know, my age, maybe a little bit older, like a year or so. Okay. Um, but I think probably, I know he's got good mentors, but you know, I could imagine a builder having to deal with, you know, subpar tile installers. And I, I feel like it's, it's obvious. Like if, if you pay someone dirt cheap and they do your tile work and it's crappy and it looks like crap and, you know, it, it, the grout cracks and, you know, whatever, if you have issues, like it's, it seems pretty obvious that you should just, you know, go a little higher end there. There's, there, I feel like tile is, Kind of a different trade and you could say that about any trade but i i feel like it's 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 we're just kind of different people (laughs) i feel like um i love the the whole community the tile community um but yeah i i feel like there's just so many standards and so many like small things that could be missed that would make a huge deal um and i think maybe this guy just learned whether you know one of his mentors told him or he just had multiple issues with bad tile guys. Uh, I know whenever I started working for him, he had just lost his his tile guy uh, and you know he was looking for a new one so you know I never really talked to him about why that is, but I would assume he probably had some issues before and just decided you know what i'm going to pay the extra and have not have to worry at all about the
0: tile yeah yeah, yeah that was that, that was always the incredible thing in my In my journey of working for builders or attempting to work with builders was that they were always looking for a new tile guy. And I did, I, I, I always dug, I said, well, why is that? You know? And sometimes, oh, they moved or they retired. But a lot of times, um, it was because of poor production, you know, poor quality. And then, and then I would get into, you know, try attempting to narrow in on, on what they really, um, you know, what they valued which you know i was attempting to lead them a little bit and say so you value a, a good quality product you value no headaches you value somebody who's going to do you know the opposite of the problem that they had with their last guy right and so i think that's what we what we can all pull as a lesson here is when you're even even direct to homeowners direct to client a builder whoever you know you got to get to know them on a personal level a little bit and see what their values are you know values in building are so critical as as you state Mm -hmm. because you know you were taught a certain way and you were you were taught to really embody these values that your father kind of imparted on you and you've made them your own and added to them i'm sure but not all builders not all contractors not all subcontractors have the same attitude not all homeowners you know a lot of homeowners are just price shoppers hey we need we need to get this done because we're selling the house or we don't even care we just you know, as quick as and cheap as possible. You know, a lot of people will have this mentality, whether it be direct to consumer or, you know, a builder. And so I think what I'm hearing is, you know, learning to weed those people out, you know, just like we would a prospect on the phone in a couple meetings in person, however that, however long that takes to really identify the, the builders and the, the clients that are going to work best with, with our values. Speaking of values, you know, you mentioned earlier about your father and how, you know, he really valued the, the skill. And I'm, I'm looking at your website and you've got four uh, values that you've outlined. Um, tell me about these values and, and why you've outlined them and, and how it helps you um, connect, you know, and find clients that really embody these same values.
1: Yeah, um, and that's, that's absolutely true. Finding the, the clients who are kind of similar minded is huge. Um, I've, I've even told people, you know, it sounds like we're not going to be a good fit for you because I've kind of felt that same idea that they're not looking for quality. They don't care if it's going to last. They just want it done quick and they want it done cheap. Um, so, you know, I don't mind turning down a customer at all. Um, but you know, one of the huge things is integrity, which, you know, I, I, I like to consider myself a genuine, you know, honest, good person. Um, and there's just so many times that, like, I've seen or heard of people who just got, you know, rigged through the coals and screwed over by their contractor. And, and, you know, working early on in, in my, my, you know, career, I saw a lot of people cut corners, and I'm sure that those became big issues in the future. And I just think about like, how a homeowner would feel. I, I've seen so many bad showers, you know, and they pay 10, 12 grand, who knows how much they pay. And then they've got to pay even more to one, get someone who's more qualified to do it, who's charges more, and it's got to get torn out and they got to pay for all the them too. And I just, I genuinely feel bad for these people. Um, and I, I think, you know, even if you just want to be cold and, you know, heartless about it, like it's good business, like, being a good person, being good to others is is good business. Um, A lot of times people will ask me to seal their tile. And I know a lot of tile guys who are like, that's a home run job. Um, And I'll tell them, you know, it's, it's the easiest thing to do. I've got ai even made like a care guide uh, that just covers how to do it, what product to get and where you can get it. Um, And it's just a step-by-step and I let them know, like, I can send you this care guide and, i mean it's pretty much just like spray it let it sit wipe it off you know it's you could do it yourself but i'll let them know if you want us to do it you know we can do it you you can pay for us to do it but it's very easy so if you want to do it yourself you can um there's another time that i did a small floors little maybe 100 square feet um and then i get a call uh, from the homeowner from the husband who i hadn't met yet uh and he was pretty pissed off. It sounded like he, he wasn't rude necessarily, but you could tell he was fuming and, uh, he calls me cause he's saying that this floor is all warped and, and out of level and, and it's not flat. And so I get in my car and I was there five minutes later and, uh, and turns out his baseboard was warped. And <laughs> I took my, <laughs> my seven foot level. And it was perfectly flat. Right. Um, and so he was like, you know, thanking me for being so prompt and coming out and he told me, uh, he was like i we will never have another tile guy work on our house except for you wow. and that's been true i've gone out there a few more times right now we're doing their full bath remodel we're doing the porcelain panels nice. of the gptp nice. um and yeah i mean he they they won't use another tile guy if they were to get a, a bathroom remodel done which they almost got someone else to do that they insisted on me doing the tile um And so, you know, that goes back to customers who have the same values as you, and it also goes back to the fact that I had integrity in that situation. I didn't want to answer the call because I knew who it was, and I knew it had. I just finished that job, and I was like, "Dang it, there's some sort of issue." Right. And then when they talked to me, I didn't want to go out there and like, you know, get get talked down to or anything like that. Um, But I did it anyways, and it paid off huge. Um, not only in how I felt, I wasn't hanging over my head. Uh, you know, I didn't have to, to keep thinking about that for weeks and lose sleep over it. I just yes. immediately addressed it. And, and now they know that I'm, I'm that kind of person and that I'm going to stand behind my work. Um, and then I know another one of our values is, is customer driven, which kind of goes back to that same idea. You know, I I think it's just so important to obviously value yourself and, a lot of people don't do that. It sounds obvious, but I, I really feel like a lot of people devalue themselves. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're there to serve somebody else. Yeah. And I think having that mindset while still valuing yourself, you know, uh, is, is huge. And it's just, I, I feel like that's kind of separated us from a lot of people. Um, and, and, you know, by customer driven, I think not only like put them first, as long as you're not sacrificing yourself, you know, uh, and I mean, even sometimes if it's a small sacrifice and it's going to be good for them, and I would probably do that as well, but, um, but, you know, put them first and then being considerate is huge. And that's kind of, that was going to be one of our separate values. And we just thought, you know, that's part of being customer driven. Like, uh, we don't just take dirty water and dump it in the grass right in front of their house. You know, we, we try to spread it out, put it in the woods, or there's been plenty of times where I've just loaded it up and put a couple bags of set around it. So it doesn't spill. I right. will dump it in the woods behind my house. You know, sure, sure. um, if we, if we use their bathroom, I make sure to wipe the toilet seat and I lift the toilet seat and I tell all my guys do that too. You know, it's little things like that. Um, we cover their floors so we don't track mud in their carpet or, you know, whatever the case is we clean up at the end of the day. Um, and I think that's probably one of the big things that that really bothers people during construction in their home is like the mess and the inconvenience and just these, you know, random people that you barely know being an inconvenience and just like not respecting your home. Um and so that's that's been a huge thing. I I, I just feel better when I do that. Um, uh, but yeah. that too is it's good business, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, philanthropic is one of our, our values, which I can't quite say that I've lived up to yet. Um, there've been times where I've, uh, I've gone and I've helped, uh, I forget what the the association is, but they basically go to, you know, like run down homes and help build it up. And they just get a team of like 30 volunteers. And I've done that a couple of times. Um, but I really like. Uh, I, I I come from humble beginnings. My when I was, I think, like three to maybe eight, something like that, um, you know, I lived with my mom and my grandma that my mom had divorced my dad. And for the first couple of years, I think my mom said she made six grand the first year. My grandma was on, you know, Social sure. Security or something. And then the next year she made like 10 grand. And uh, literally there were years where we slept me my brother and my mom slept on a couch a two cushion couch all wow. three of us wow. um there was some nights where we literally between all four of us would share a can of green beans for dinner you know um and then my lead installer uh i mean hopefully he doesn't mm. mind me saying this but his son has down syndrome mm. um and so you know and, and then uh, i also have uh I guess maybe being in a construction family, I've got some, you know, addiction in my family. So like there's plenty of things there that we can connect with and, you know, help others, Um, whether it's, you know, addiction, uh, poverty, uh, Down syndrome. And so that's something that we're kind of actively trying to figure out, you know, how we can make an impact. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a realization a few months ago and it was like, For years, I've thought, like, man, I can't wait till I'm at this point so I can make a difference in my community or, you know, for these people. Um, And then I kind of thought about it and I was like, why does that have to be the case? Like, I can make a difference now, you know, even if I'm just volunteering again or, you know, I pay my guys for a day and they come volunteer with me. you know, like that's, it's an easy way to make a difference. So we're kind of trying to brainstorm right now on what we can do. We're thinking about maybe putting on like an event towards the end of the year um, and having maybe some sort of charity or some sort of cause that, that, you know, all the, the profit goes to. Uh, nice. Nice. So it's just be kind of like a community event, It'd be a fun thing to do. It'd be a fun thing to attend. And then, you know, any, uh, any of the proceeds can go to a uh, noble cause, I guess. So that's something I'm still trying to live up to, but I think that's important that we put that in our values and, and have it yeah. something to strive to. That's you know bigger than us.
0: I, I mean, I would say, and I appreciate your humility on this, but I would say you're you're doing it. You're living it. I mean, first of all, the first step is to put it on your website to you know to craft that to come up to to do the exercise do the work to actually come up with four values that you're going to embody you know and and you're going to think about this and this has helped you with your relationship building with clients you know hey like the story you told integrity we i showed up as soon as i could when you said five ten minutes whatever it was you showed up to that man's house and and you looked at the situation and you were ready to repair it or to do whatever you had to do to make it right no matter how bad, it, it maybe was going to hurt. And, you know, I, I know the feeling, right. And that, in that pit of your stomach, somebody calls you as soon as you get a job and you're like, man, what, and you're racking your brain trying to figure out what it was, but all you know, is you got to go over there and figure it out and, and walk mm-hmm. them through it. And the, you know, giving back, I, I think you're, you're spot on, you know, what can I do today? And so many times we and I do the same thing is build up this thing. We want to do X, whatever X is. We want to give back to a charity. Well, I can't do that until I'm, I'm a million, you know, and I have a million dollars in the, in the bank and I can donate a hundred grand or something like that. It's too big. You know, it's, it's not, we have to live it every single day. And if that is, Hey, I donate, like you said, I donate, three days a year, five days a year, whatever it is to this charity, and I go, I go donate my labor. I mean, that's the beginning, right? And that gets, the mm-hmm. stu- that gets it going. It's just the action of doing something. It doesn't matter how small or large. I mean, even if it's just one day a year, hey, who of us can't afford to go labor one day a year for a charity, whether that be feeding the homeless or you know, getting involved with kids, like you said, uh, Down syndrome, maybe different, different ailments. Or literally giving our time, our skill as tile installers to, uh, you know, some sort of a, a home, a home uh, rebuilding or, or community, you know, effort to help people out. We've seen it in the in the tile groups a lot. A lot of people will, you know, um, donate uh, wheelchair accessible showers to uh, older folks or people who have maybe uh, veterans, you know. Who, who come back without legs or something of this nature, and we've seen it time and time again. And I, I, I thank you for highlighting this, and I thank you for being like this, Chris, and sharing your story and and getting a little bit vulnerable here and, and really sharing um, some of the things that you really hold dear to you. And it, it goes a long ways to, to the um, – to the development of a sustainable business that's that's actively involved in, in growing and connecting with the community. So I really know a lot of people are going to take this, and you you planted some seeds and some heads here today with this information, man. Um, and congratulations, you're you're building a great business. You know, what is what is Thank your you. vision for, you know, I I, I want to say like 10 years down the road. Have you thought about the size of your business, kind of, um, what it will look and feel like at all?
1: Um sort of but not really that's actually um we've kind of made that the goal of like the next team meeting because um, we do team meetings now every monday which i recommend you know yeah. 15 minutes it's well worth it everyone's on the same same uh you know path and uh any issues get brought up right away any things that we can improve on um but that's actually the next goal i, I told uh you know my installer and my, my administrative assistant, I told them, you know, we need to figure out a 10 year vision and let's just make it ridiculous, right? Like 10 years from now, let's make it seem like something that feels unattainable. Um, We have our shorter term goals that are definitely attainable. Um, Although, you know, we try to make it to where we got to reach a little bit to get to it. Um, But I think for a 10 year goal, um, I haven't quite formulated a vision, but I, I, Think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what we come up with.
0: I like it. I like. It. I love that you're getting the team involved. Um, I noticed. So the first time I did a uh, a team breakfast, and I had I had um, hired a uh, kind of like you. I had hired someone to to run not so much the office, um, but he was he was going to be kind of the front of the business, the salesman, um, the uh, the foreman. You know, the job site foreman. Uh, making sure materials were on on jobs and everything and I was in the back I was more in the office but I had hired this you know I I had assembled this team of a couple apprentices and a couple installers and and then this other gentleman who was a little bit older a little bit you know um, almost at retirement age where he was really wanting to work part-time and he was gonna run the field basically and the first time I took everybody out to a breakfast and kind of started to talk about some of our larger goals it was like night and day. I mean, everybody's eyes lit up and they just really appreciated the breakfast and the fact that they were part of the team. And I bet you're experiencing that as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, they, they definitely seem to get more excited about where we're going um, than you know anyone who's ever worked for me in the past. Uh, and they're coming up with ideas on how the business can be more profitable. So I, I feel like a lot of people who've worked with me in the past see the profit is going in my back pocket, which is not the case. Um, I really want to grow a business and, you know, squeezing every dime out of it is not the way to do that. Uh, And I think I think the people I have now understand that. And, you know, they're trying to figure out ways that we can be a little bit more profitable here and there, um, you know, without affecting anything in a negative way. And they seem to be taking ownership. And, uh, you know, I brought up the other day or it was yesterday I told ben because he had a short day and i was like you know if you want to call it an early day or uh you know just stay on the clock and work on that training system and he was on the phone but i could tell he kind of kind of lit up from the sounds of it and was like yeah okay that sounds like a good idea um so yeah i definitely have experienced that too
0: nice awesome awesome man well, hey, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview and share your knowledge and share your story. I know it's going to impact a lot of people. It's a positive story. Where where can people find you? You have um, a website. I'll put in the in the show link the the description of this. Uh, where do you hang out? Instagram, Facebook mainly.
1: Uh, Facebook mainly. I've got an Instagram, but if I'm being honest, I'm never on it. Um, sure. My admin is, but uh, but yeah, Facebook's mainly uh, where I'm at. You know on pretty much all the tile groups. Um, I've got my website and and then the, the mastermind. That was one thing I, I wanted to say while I was on here was, um, you know, looking at my business three years ago, It's it, it was a bad business. Six months ago, it was a okay business. Some would probably still say it was a bad business. And I really think being in the mastermind, you know, I've been in since day one. I think that has made a huge difference, um, not only in feeling like, a better sense of community. Like some of the groups can be a little toxic. Sometimes the mastermind is not at all. And that telegram group is great. Everybody's helping each other and we're all sharing, you know, documents and systems and ideas and stuff like that. And uh, I think if anybody is, has considered joining the the tile money mastermind, I think they should, because that has definitely been a huge benefit on, you know, like I said, if you could look at my business six months ago and look at it now and look at it, a year from now, it's, it's night and day. Um, And I know from a a year from now, it's going to be night and day as well. And uh, I definitely attribute, uh, you know, a lot of that and definitely a lot of the mindset that I have to, to being in the mastermind.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate having you in the mastermind. I appreciate that testimonial and, You you know, you encourage me seeing you apply this stuff right away. And a lot of the members are doing the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. seeing you guys apply this and, and run with it and come up with better ideas and bounce things off of each other. It's very exciting. And you're, and you're somebody who really, I mean, you're investing in the mastermind you invested. uh, I went out to Texas to Sugarland here a couple months back and you came down and and joined my wife and a couple other Tylers who showed up and Mm -hmm. we we went to this uh, two day, you know, business seminar with Howard Partridge. Um, so you're investing in your business constantly. And um, are you, you know, what did you take away from that that business seminar? And are you are you looking to go to any other seminars? Are you going to the tile shows here in 2023? We got Tice coming up next month and then coverings in April.
1: Um, we're we're going to try to make it to some of the tile shows. Um,
0: ben really wants to go as well.
1: So I think that'd be a good idea and it'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as what I took away from that business seminar we went to uh, it just kind of uh, highlighted my limiting beliefs, I guess. And, you know, just seeing all these people who were more successful than me and then actually going to Howard's business was really cool. Cause I kind of see how a well-oiled um, you know, a, a scaled business yeah. works. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think definitely if I took anything away from it, it was, One, that systems are extremely important um, and two, that I've kind of limited myself and I've noticed my limiting beliefs now, even though it's not just like it takes more than just noticing to break out of them. Um, I'm noticing them now, whereas before I just never even realized how limiting I was in my thinking.
0: Interesting. Nice. Nice. Well, that's progress, man. And I hope to see you at coverings. I'm going to be at coverings myself in April. But anyways chris thank you again for taking the time man i really appreciate this conversation yeah thank you for having me absolutely all right tile friends i hope you enjoyed that interview with chris i really enjoyed getting to know him on a little bit deeper level and hear him tell his story uh, what a great story it is i mean he is investing in his company in ways that not a lot of contractors do and for that he is experiencing a return on his profit distinguishing himself from the competitors and and standing out as a tile contractor who's worth more than the average tile contractor in his area and that's exactly the type of business i want to encourage you to build all right tile friends if you want to stay in touch with all things tile money text the word tile money to 844-446-7623 844-446-7623 and feel free to reach out to me privately or directly to talk about how we can help you strengthen your business. All right, Tile friends, have a great profitable week.